your host, Eric Balance, and this is the Resilient Minds Podcast. Join me as I explore the capabilities of our minds and how our X Factor can become our Y Factor. Now is our time. What is going on, everyone? I'm super excited, pumped up, amped up, ready to go. We got Adam Gugino in the house. What's happening, brother? How are you, my friend? You got showing. I'm super cool. excited. Oh, I love it. How are you, buddy? I am so excited to be here. I'm grateful to have you, bro. For anybody that doesn't know who Adam is, Adam Gugino is a specialist in ecosystem merging, call centers, outside sales, inside sales, marketing and client service this gem started working in sales with just a laptop and an empty warehouse and honestly spending time building um and creating a company or or generating it from three to worth over 700 million dollars he actually spent time and walked away in order to focus on integrity based sales training and took a step away he could have had financial freedom honestly and he's currently co-founder at Unblinded Mastery, where his purpose and mission are to seriously bring the best out of people by helping them find their passion, their motivators, the things that drive them to create the path to success. Today, this man, this gem, this, this, this honestly, I, I have nothing but great things to say about you, brother. So I, you know, I'm just really excited to have this conversation uh, but he's changing, you know, tremendous, amazing lives through his company, Unblinded. And I'm, I'm blessed. I'm grateful. You know, my friend, my mentor, my, my, my good buddy, everything. You know, I lo love spending time connecting with you. And I just want to, you know, share your brilliance now with, you know, my audience. Um, and I just want to say welcome. Well, wow. Wow, wow, wow. What an amazing introduction. You are incredible. And I think since the first moment that we were introduced by Dimple, um, you know, the connection was genuine, it was authentic, and I saw your heart, man, and I heard your story. I was completely blown away by, you know, your resilience, uh, no pun intended, and uh, just where you had come from and where you were at that moment. And, you know, I think we may have even missed the first call uh, that I missed the first call at like it was scheduled at like four in the morning <laughs> like, on what Memorial yeah, Day. I knew it was Australia then. So. Yeah, it was Memorial Day weekend though, I think for us. And uh, yeah, um, but uh, ever since that first conversation, I knew that there was going to be a lot more uh, coming between us and uh, that we would be, that we would be, you know, at this point. So it's great to see where we are today. And you, you're just, you're, you're amazing, man. So I'm so proud of you and what you're, you're, magazine cover and all that you're doing in the world so thank you for having me hey brother it's, it's it's honestly a pleasure honestly uh you know we've been through um i think combined with through a lot of different um circumstances and situations um in our own you know separate lives and then now it's like it's nice to emerge come together and, and share share a little bit of brilliance you know um collectively and how you know the co-creation of what you're doing, you know, with your co-founders, uh, Sean and, and Fernando, and really building this beautiful um, opportunity, I think. And, and, and I, I think it's important to like really describe it as that, because it's an opportunity for so many um, to really follow in your guys' footsteps and what, what really is, is culminating and cultivating to, to creating this new, um, ability for so many people to to step up in their own lives and create their own resilience as a as a regard to you know some of the the um, key distinctions that you guys are bringing to the world so you know i really share with you know my audience really powerfully and i really believe so much in resilience and how it creates you know opportunities in our life when we have that and one thing I really always share is like, how can we turn our X factor, which I like to call our experience to our Y factor, um, you know, to our big purpose, our why in our world. And I think that, you know, we share that we share experiences, different ones, of course, um, that have contributed to our big purpose in, in, in what we're doing, 
you know, separately and then together. And I wanted to just really, you know, get a little bit of that story, you know, from you firsthand because, you know, many people may or may not know who you are when they listen to this or if they're watching live right now. But I think what's most important is really understanding that, you know, none of us ever come from like this all of a sudden silver spoon, you know, and I'm sure there's people that do, but I don't think that that's, most people don't. And, and we come from a place where, you know, we transition to create a big um, purpose in our life. I know for me, the why is so big, you know, when we want to, you know, op, op, you know, create opportunity for others. So, you know, going back maybe, you know, a decade even, or, or what maybe, maybe further for you, but what is, has been your, your experience in life, maybe even a defining moment that has cultivated your big why, your big vision that now you're like dead straight ahead, moving forward, get out of my way. I'm making a path and it's happening. Well, uh, yeah, thank you for the question. And, and um, I echo so much of what you just described uh, and, and why we're, we're aligned. And I also heard a word today called, uh, well, well, sort of co-create, co-elevate. And I love that because it's so much of what's happening within the movement as well and with us, um, you and, and I and, and Fernando and Sean and, and everyone. Well, there's been a couple of moments, a couple that I could think back upon that give me chills or bring me to tears. And um, they were both more or less Jerry Maguire moments, I would say, uh, so to speak. And the first was when uh, in my 30s, I took a step back in my sales career, thinking I was taking a step back, but starting at an entry-level position, working for a company called ADP, uh, the, probably the largest payroll company in the country. And when I first started there, um, uh, you know, being a little bit older than most, I, I knew I had to really make a quick impact. So where the average person was making like 70 dials a day and being on the phone like for a few hours a day. I got there earlier than everyone. I stayed later and I ended up uh, being on the phone for somewhere like six hours a day and making like three or 400 calls a day. With that, I ended up breaking every record that they had set for inside sales. And um, I was winning every trip and, and award that, that they had. And they were all, of course, individual, you know, awards and, and trips uh, at the time. And then two years in a row, I was what they call board of directors. So I was number one in the country selling payroll over the phone. And I, and I really was enjoying what I was doing, but I, I started to think about my why, like was this, the acknowledgement was great, but was I really having the impact that, that I, I believe that I was meant to have. And, um, at that time, I got a phone call from a friend of mine, and he was he had started a solar company, and the company was annualizing three million dollars a year. It had over four million somewhere around there, and he had about thirty employees. And he asked me, he's like, "Hey, Adam, I'd love for you to leave and join me and build an inside sales team to really, you know, help my my company grow." And I said yes, and I uh, ended up leaving ADP to a standing ovation amongst my peers in the call center. And that was the moment when I knew um, that it was about impact because they didn't work for me. They were just like, you know, around me and they knew my name. And of course I was like the face of inside sales. So, but the positive influence that I had on others um, was what I knew, you know, motivated me. So I left. That's number one. That was the first like real, um, decision that I knew was going to change the trajectory of my life. I went to the solar company. I uh, had no experience in inside sales and definitely didn't have experience in building a call center or a inside sales team from scratch. And I was handed a laptop computer and I was shown to an empty warehouse and I was told to um, get to work. Uh, and I first, I immersed myself in the learning of, right, making the phone calls, listening to calls, learning solar and everything that I needed to do for myself. And then it was time to hire. So the hardest part was hiring people to come into an empty warehouse and showing and having them see the vision that you believe, you know, is going to 
going to uh, be born here. And I went through probably like 20 people. Nobody was saying yes. I couldn't really find anyone with experience. And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to hire based on something a little different, likability and heart-centeredness. And I hired eight people, the next like eight people that we, I liked, that we had fun together talking and, and um, no experience, no background in sales. Found out later that out of those eight people, most of them came from some really, really challenging upbringings. Um, you know, some were homeless like several months before. Again, I found out later on and I trained them for two weeks put my heart and soul in the training, put them on the phones. We all started making calls. They all started making calls the first two days and ended up with a goose egg. Uh, imagine hundreds of calls, each person, two days, and one appointment was set. The owner called me up that night, the second night, never forget. Adam, how'd you do? And I said, yeah, not good. Two days in a row. And he said, wow. He's like, well, you know, I really trust you. And, you know, I, I, you've been doing a great job. Maybe you need to rethink like your hires and start over with like who you bring on. And wow, I, I didn't sleep that night. I felt like I really felt like a failure. I didn't feel I felt like I failed myself in the company, but I really felt like I failed the team that I had hired and saw that had faith in me. So the next morning I walked into his office pumped up. I said, listen, I need one favor from you. Do not pay my salary for the next 30 days. Let me work with this group and we're going to make it happen. And that next day went in, he ended up paying me, which was nice. And, and uh, I'm grateful. <laughs> I went yeah. in the next day. We all got on, I set up a table in my, in the corner and I got on the phones with them and I was getting hung up on as much as they were, but we set seven appointments that day and one turned into a sale. A week later on that Thursday night, I know when I was sitting at Tony Robbins UPW and they say, bring you back to a moment that you enjoy, that brought joy to you. And that was when I drove home a week later and we set 30 appointments. I was in tears of joy because of the breakthroughs that I saw them having when they were actually setting appointments and winning and knew they were going to make money and their lives were about to change. Again, a pivotal moment. Um, the next three years, we made Inc. Magazine is one of the fastest growing privately held companies in the country. Uh -huh. Three buildings later, 50,000 square feet later, 500 employees, 13 departments under my purview. And um, we had a $64 million month, which is annualizing about 75, $750 million in August of last year. But my proudest award that we won not individual, but as a, as a group was Inc is one of the best places to work in the country. And, you know, when, when you are about others, um, success, there's no better feeling to know that your team who is winning month after month hitting goals is also really happy uh, in a call center environment, making cold calls. So, um, how, did, how did that make you feel as a leader, bro? Like, because that's really important. And I know like, you know, as entrepreneurs, it's really important for us to feel that fulfillment. You talked about like that notoriety that you had, you know, when you worked at ADP and that, that notoriety that you created and they weren't even working for you through positive influence. So you were already super fulfilled, but now you were under their, pur you, they were under your purview and they were super fulfilled and you were super fulfilled. And, you know, you had all of that, that culture created and, you know, that DNA was, was, was created through you. How did that make you feel? I'm really curious to know that. Well, you know, that is a brilliant question and the answer might, you might not expect. It made me feel incredible. It was amazing. It was everything that I always thought it would feel like because of the trickle down impact and to see like the training of the, of the person that I trained, who they trained, who they trained, who's now getting their first job to be able to buy their first car. Amazing. What wasn't amazing was what had become um, misalignment at that point between me and the, uh, the, the, let's say the partners or the owners, not that, uh, listen, friends. We were working together. Um, there was misalignment just in like the idea of the mission and the purpose. 
there was massive focus on profit, you know, more money, more cars. And I was just like at a crossroads where I was feeling that impact, like you said, and I wanted more of that. And I started to see, you know, some of the um, quote unquote influencers that were out there and that were really, you know, having massive scaled impact. And, uh, and I was just like starting to question, you know, like what was, what was my, what was the motive, the overall motive? And um, that's when I decided to first look and explore for a possible coach and like to see what, you know, what that would bring me. And a friend of mine said, you know what, before you do that with somebody, cause I was looking at the Tony Robbins world, before you do that in the position you're in, just go to Tony, go to business mastery. And I ended up going to business mastery and then I'll pick up the story from there unless uh, you, you had anything. I love that. So, so as you went on this profound journey and you evolved that future, you went it, you made, you made that intention um, to go to business mastery. So speaking of business mastery and being at Tony Robbins, what really changed in your belief system there as you grew and what is that new belief system that you cultivated and fostered from that moment moving now to where you are today? So I said there was a couple moments. There's definitely more than that now as we continue. There'll be at least one more after this one. <laughs> Probably two more. Uh, but, and I should say, um, I was in the audience. I was experiencing Tony. I was doing all the work. I mean, everything I was learning, I was like, I want to bring this back to this partner, this for this partner. I was writing down how we were going to be get to a billion dollars. That was like, we were at 750. How can I take the company to a billion? There's micro distinctions that I need to do. I didn't have that word for at the time, but I was like really thinking about the micro distinctions as I was in the audience. And, um, I did get a, a message from one of the one of the owners, and, and I only say this because it, it kind of allows you to see like where the where the mindset started to change. They were like, "I hope you're having fun on your vacation," and I'm like, "My, I'm thinking, I'm like, this is business boot camp. I'm here to turn your company into a billion dollars, and you think I'm on vacation?" But you know, uh, it was just clear to me that we were not aligned in what what I was up to there. Now, also, the really big, big, big um, moment was the person I was sitting next to, and his name was Ben Fox, and he was legally blind. He was there to reduce the rate of unemployment for the blind, and we became friends. And as we were, you know, doing the work and the breakouts, I'm, you know, waiting, and I'm on, watching everybody come on stage, and then a man steps up onto stage, onto the stage. I also went through a platinum. Um, I bought my ticket through a platinum guest pass. You know how you could like, you know, you know, somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Yeah. 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 Well, so that, that knows somebody, knows somebody, knows somebody who had me sitting next to Ben. All of a sudden I see a man come up on stage and uh, he's a blind attorney from New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. And he starts to tell his story and he's, you know, you know, offering platinum partnership. And I'm like, wow, like just so impressive. And, and I'm like, oh, just, you know, so um, taken back by his presence and his speaking and all of that. And I'm with this guy, Ben, and we're becoming friends. And then I find out from Ben that, oh, that, yeah, that guy, Sean, he bought me a ticket. Like he can keep, uh, the reason I'm here is he paid for me to be here. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. And I knew at that moment, I'm like, I want to meet that guy. Like I, he was doing some interviews and I saw him online. I was Googling him at that point. And I'm like, I, I want to meet Sean. And uh, when I got back to New Jersey, Ben ended up setting up a meeting to go uh, meet with Sean at a restaurant called the Capitol Grill in New Jersey. Um, and uh, that was, that was where we, we met and had uh, our first, our first meeting, which was definitely one that I'll never forget. So going back to that moment, tell, tell me about that meeting because now you guys are like, you know, co-founders, you guys are doing big things, you guys are changing things around. Tell me a little bit about that meeting and what really was created in that meeting to really cultivate what, what today is un, unblinded. 
So you just gave me chills because I thought back and I keep remembering these moments and, and, and it, you know, life's all about, right? Being able to live in the moment, experience it, and then be able to bring yourself back when you want to bring that emotion back. And um, when I met Sean, I was so uh, unbelievably humbled by his hearing and knowing his, his background, really not getting to hear, hear it in depth until there, but starting with him asking me about my story. And I began similar to here. I, he actually, I actually started a little further back and got into some of my sports and, and my club days and, and whatnot. And then as I continued to tell him everything, you know, you could tell there was one thing that was different from this conversation and most. And, um, and it's happening now, Eric, by the way, you are an incredible listener. Uh, your questions are so clearly um, showing your ability to listen, your acknowledgement, uh, the validation of, of what I'm saying, my feelings, and, and you know, you're very present to all of that. And that's what I felt. Like, that's what I felt there that day. And as I was telling my story, he was pointing out, like, heroic characteristics and saying, wow, Adam, like, the fact that you were willing to, to leave ADP, a secure position, and and really take a chance like that, man, that says so much about you. And I remember just like feeling um, so incredible because it's the first time I'm telling this story, the one I'm telling now there, like outside of the solar company that I was in and telling, you know, so he's listening. And by the end of it, I'm um, completely like, like Sean, please like, tell me more about you. I was in the back of my mind. I'm like, I got to hire this guy as a coach or something. Like I got to, figure out a way. And I don't even know if he does that. I didn't even know anything. I'm just like, so I love it. And he tells me his story and he begins with, you know, playing baseball at Columbia university. And before he was really starting to go blind and, and um, how he was the captain of his baseball team and wanted to be a major league baseball player. And that really connected and resonated. I always loved baseball. And then uh, of course, you know, his vision, he started to lose his vision and um then he became an attorney and was in a top law firm, one of the most prestigious in New Jersey. And he walked away from that position once he realized that marketing and sales was, you know, so important. And he read the Awaken the Giant Within and, and that started his journey. And I'm like, wow, like that connected. And then, you know, he built that law firm and sold it to top 100 jury verdicts. And I'm just sitting there like, Hearing this incredible man talk about his accomplishments and he's blind and doing all these things. And yet he was so impressed by me with such a humbling feeling. So when we get to like, well, Sean, what are you doing now? Um, that's when like everything changed for me in my life. And he started to talk about a formula, an unblinded results formula. Right. And um, I think it was, was calling it the Caligi results formula at the time. And, and um, it was a way to achieve any outcome that you desire. And well, we've heard that before. And I'm like, okay, like, sounds interesting, but, uh, you know, well, tell me more. And, and it was through it really looking at acquiring those results through and it can, three containers. And one is influence mastery two is process mastery, and three is self-mastery. What really connected with me at that time was when he talked about influence mastery, because I came from sales and going from hello to yes my whole entire life, and speaking the language of closing, pitching, hooking, leads, and all of that, but always feeling disconnected to the language and feeling like it was lower vibrational and, and um, you know, believing that you want to always sell something that, you know, you could get behind. And then he said, what it's called is integrity-based human influence. And oh, by the way, there's 10 indispensable elements. And the first one and most important is unconditional love for all people with boundaries. When he said that to me, it was like lightning bolt right to the heart because I had known that my success had been built on my ability to lead with my heart in every 
space that I've been in. That's how I was able to influence. That's how I was able to go from um, zero to 500 employees. And I was, that's, that got me really curious, right? Then he started talking about process mastery. You could have all the heart in the world, but if you don't have process, you're never going to be able to really break through to the next level. And what it, what it brought me to was the fact that we went from zero employees in a warehouse to 500 employees where I was at that time. And I knew that it was literally built through process. Yes, heart, motivation, uh, uh, and inspiration, and, and all of the culture that I had provided. But the process was if somebody put their information online and requested something to do with solar, we called them within seven seconds and we were at their house anywhere in the country after qualifying, confirming and setting, we would be there in two hours to be able to present to them anywhere in the country. The process that we had cre created and built through, um, through the technology and through the different people, which I called at the time a sales assembly line, I wouldn't use that language today. We have other, I have other language for it, but at the time that's what I called it. I knew process and influence were the two reasons I was so successful. The third container was self-mastery, which is what a lot of personal development is, and it's wonderful and it's important. Without that, there's nothing. If you the fear of failure and the fear of rejection could prevent you from getting out of bed in the morning. So if you can't do that, you know, nothing is gonna work. So when I, when I listened to him start to talk about the formula and these three different containers, and that's how you diagnose any outcome you're looking to have, I was like, wow, this is why I've been successful. But I also had a few areas of my business and life that weren't getting the results that I wanted. Um, and I wasn't living in the abundance that I felt that I probably deserved at that stage with a $750 million company. And one of the things I also uh, opened up about at that table that day was that I had felt that there had been some unfulfilled promises in that regard as well. So a lot, um, a lot of learning and um, also Sean began to lay out the vision of what Unblinded was going to look like. It was launching in January of, that, of the, the year, January 10th, 11th, and 12th. And believe it yep. or not, Eric, so much of what is happening right now at this moment with Unblinded, I mean, like, from the platform we're about to roll out on Sunday at the event, from just the, the distinctions, the, the, the immersion, the, the movement itself, he was laying that out for me at that table. Like, he saw it so clearly. And, um, yeah, the mission, the purpose, all of it was uh was was uh, introduced and i was loving it and now the next two weeks well i could let me stop there pause because a lot happened from there yeah i think that you know when you discover and like i love i love the influence i love the process and i think you know emotional or self-mastery is such a fundamental byproduct of just like really coming in and, and distinguishing distinguishing ourselves as leaders and you know I always love to discover and talk about, you know, how we can connect from, you know, our, our ego to our highest self through connecting, you know, our logical mind or emotional heart. And then, you know, our in, in, integral um, ethical standpoints. And that I think really is why, like, you know, we're able to align so well is because when I really believe in the way, you know, I mean, you know, I love direct response, right. Connecting, and really establishing that rapport um, through marketing, and that to me yeah, was so. You don't, you don't make you don't make a phone call. You don't make a phone call unless it's uh, FaceTime. So I know what you mean. I know what you're saying, but yeah, <laughs> right. So 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 I love it. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so it's like it's so important to really like. <laughs> you're so funny. It's so true though. Now that you're like making that point. Um, and it's important like for me to really connect in that way. And I think that as we are able to add value to a person and we can do it with, you know, with ethics, with integrity, you know, by connecting and building that rapport, we allow ourselves to really show morally the obligation that we need to, to find the, 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 to help people make the decision to, 
not influence them in a manipulative way, but influence them in a way that's going to actually help them get to the results that they need to. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and I think and that's, why, that's what, it's really why you and me, go ahead, sorry. No, I was saying, and that's through authentic, you know, a genuine emotional rapport connecting, um, which is, you know, step number one, because in order for you to understand that they are better off with you or with whatever your service or product is, you have to, you have to know, you have to believe that in your heart. And when you do, then yeah, you, you do what you can to unblind them to see what, what you can do to help. I mean, uh, you know, and, and from there, everything, well, the next, I would say month, I went to his house in Long Beach Island, like a week later, he put me on the spot. I, I walked into Sean's, remember, I was so new to, to everyone, to all this. I'm working in a company. I'm 24-7, seven days a week. I hadn't taken a vacation. The only vacation I took was the business mastery, which was not a vacation, but they thought it was. Um, and then Sean invited me to his shore house like a week or two later. And I walk in and there's like 15 people. And it was like his, you know, it was a mini immersion. Um, and he, he puts me on the spot. Like, he's like, Adam. Uh, stage a mic, tell everyone your story. And I'm like, I didn't know anyone in the room. And I sit there and I just started telling everybody like what I had done and the, the solar company and where I was. And let me say this. He had told me that my story was one of the best business stories that he had ever heard. And the group, he went around the group of people in his house, same place in Long Beach. And asked them what they thought of my story and the, and the warehouse and where I was. And each person was saying something unique and, but unbelievably um, just emotional and like uh, humbling. And I realized like, wow, the, the, when I was living in my own story at that moment and I, and I started to think, well, if, if I'm living this story, if this is the best story, that he's ever heard, how do I make it better? And uh, fast forward after immersing myself in his work and his training for the next you know, few weeks, I scheduled a meeting with the three partners at the solar company. Uh, again, amazing, brilliant, accomplished men, one Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur of the year. The other graduated from Harvard, West Point, worked uh, as an executive at Morgan Stanley, the third, who I was really close with, was, you know, kind of like the, a Grant Cardone sales guy, dropped out of med school, genius, all really, really smart guys. And I'm um, just setting the stage. So walk in, have them come into the office. Remember, I'm the face of the organization. They are like, I mean, I am uh, doing everything under the sun for the company, bleeding blue. And I say, guys, listen, you know, I always follow my heart. And that's still the case. The only difference is my heart is no longer with uh, momentum. It is now with Unblinded and Sean Callagher. Uh, let's just say jaws dropped. They were shocked. They were, and I, and I wouldn't blame them. I mean, they, there was no, they would never have known. I never like stopped working or so. I was always committed with all of, everything in my heart to build and to work and to help everyone that was there. So when that happened, it was an absolute shock. And, uh, and, and you know what? Um, everything that I thought I wanted became, uh, became what was offered. So as I left two weeks later, each one pulled me aside, each one privately and said some wonderful things, kind things, grateful. But they said, you realize, Adam, you know, you're walking away from millions, if not tens of millions of dollars that you've earned um, here at, um, at um, you know, this company. And uh, I knew that. So I knew I was leaving financial freedom at that moment for what I believe to be the greatest formula, the greatest way for me to impact people um, and to have that um, massive, massive incredible impact to make the world a greater place. And I think that yeah, no, no, I, and I was gonna say, and I was able to truly like measure the the purpose 
versus just the money aspect. And I felt like the richest, most wealthiest man on the planet uh, when I did that. And I also knew that I was going to top the story because the, the last part, I want you to, to, to say what you were going to say. Imagine yourself in your story. You are living your story right now. Everybody has a book in them, right? Or an autobiography or, and, and I asked myself, how do I make this story? Or if I'm not, if I'm a, in the audience, right? What do I want the hero character to do in this moment? And it made it really easy for me to make the choice because everyone knows what they, what's the right thing to do when you're reading a book. You know, it wouldn't have been to just stay with the money or, you know, to, to make a choice yeah. that's not aligned with your identity. So that's how I made it. And um, yeah, it was, it was definitely. I think that that's, Adam, that's the distinction there that, that really um, sets, um, if you will, for lack of a greater term, the boys from the, or the men from the boys. And, and the thing that that's like, um, the distinct, like really following that intentional way to live um, and, and create and um, foster these powerful um, visions that we, you know, come in as, as leaders to really ultimately create a path for those that are uncertain to creating their own path. And, and, and we're like, you know, get out of the way. We got this. We'll do this. We'll make this happen. And what you went there with I, with, I, with, my, with my hallucination is, is that, you know, you knew that deep desire within yourself in the heart was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to do something like this or better where my heart said, and it's like, it, I, I literally recently was like, anything that we decide, like with quality questions, you get quality results. And when you answer those questions with, with results, it's like, or better, it has to be, or better, whatever yeah. the answer is plus better, right? Be. Because you got to leave room for that opportunity. And so if there's somebody out there right now, imagine, you know, they're, they're really thinking at this moment in time, you know, and they're 10 years, 10 years behind or, or 10 years, you know, or, or, or maybe they're just starting for the first time. What would you tell that individual that's really, because you're coming from a place of tremendous abundance, Adam, right? You're coming from a place of tremendous abundance in this moment. Like I'm sure certain you can like, you know, anchor yourself back in that moment and say, listen, I was in this, this space, this category, this feeling, and I was coming from a place like the most wealthiest man, like you just said, tremendous abundance. What do you say to somebody that is feeling like they're in scarcity and that's the only thing that they could look at is, is, is the dollar figure. There is no price tag you can put in living in integrity and aligned with your identity. Yeah. I'll say it again, there's no price tag you can put on living in integrity and aligned with your true identity. And those, those are the values that you show up, like you literally embodied and now passed on in the culture of what unblinded, the DNA of unblinded is literally that, that type of integrity. I knew that. And I really want Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I knew that I could literally eat, breathe and sleep what I was about to walk into and be able to quote unquote sell or go from hello to yes. Like in, as a salesperson, you know, when you are not, even if it's, you're just not um, aligned with, with leadership in that way. And you know, you're making somebody money for somebody else who might not have, and I'm not challenging their integrity, who they are as human beings and their values. It just wasn't aligned with mine. And mm. I, found a place in a home with partners like Fernando and Sean, and we're building a community of alignment around heart-centeredness, purpose, with the mindset to also bring math into the equation to accelerate, make money, and have abundance by helping others do the same, right? So they're like complete alignment. And when we talk about the movement itself, we are building this movement one heart at a time. And uh, I can make those choices. The biggest reason that I, one of the biggest reasons I walked away is because I didn't have the 
I don't want to say authority, but I didn't have the, or even power to make the decisions or have the influence, right? Really, I didn't have the influence or the skill maybe even as well, because I wasn't a partner to make sure that I was able to um, keep the trajectory of the organization the way that I wanted it to go. And here, now, here now it is congruent. Um, the integrity-based human influence, one thing it does is it exposes the truth. Uh, and and I want to I want to anchor on this because one of the things that Sean told me at that dinner table was Adam I have a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar bet on the internet that I could out influence anyone on a neutral set of facts and I was like what coming like out of nowhere I'm like it just it wasn't congruent right but then he told me he said but listen it is not ego and it is not significance and I know it's and I know it's not now but he did point that out he said it's it's literally because of my commitment and pursuit and integrity-based human influence will expose that and anybody out there the you know uh, say any name he asked grant cardone the grant cardones of the world the clothes the selling the zero-sum game approach to selling bring it on against integrity-based human influence and integrity-based human influence will win each and every time. With that being said, somebody might say, we'll prove it. Well, um, we have a, a show called The Real Raw, uh, which has had over 230 episodes where Sean is the host and the moderator all in one. Uh, we know there's, there's, another, there's another host and Vivian, she's amazing. And, and then we have, you know, you're gonna be holding one, but Sean has been present, he's present on all of them. And through the formula and integrity-based human influence, we've been able to demonstrate the, the superpower of what influence looks like in, when used with authentic connection and integrity. And um, yeah, no better place to be able to prove the, with that R&D laboratory and the science, the mechanism and the science around genuine connection um, that's what the real raw has been able to do. And again, it, it comes back to integrity based human influence. All of what which we're talking about uh, is just, you know, evolves in, in, in that regard. I'm so, actually really excited about it. So, so, you know, I'm really excited about having, you know, our first one, um, which is going to be at the time of this recording is going to the first one is coming next on this come, come upcoming Monday. But what I'm really excited about is really, you know, connecting some great people together and just adding value to communities. And, yeah. um, you know, whatever, whatever transpires as a result of that, I know that that's just a co-creation of other amazing opportunities. And I think that that was always, it's like, you know, one thing that really resonates with me really powerfully. And I mean, you, you know how Tony's impacted my life in tremendous ways in more than, in more than one area. Mine you know, too, brother. Mine give, too. Give more than you can ever expect to receive, and you live the ultimate life, right? And yes. I, I really, I really believe in that, and I, I really do ultimately understand that that's really the most important fundamental concept that he's taught me in 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 in, in really my understanding of how to live life in integrity. And I think that that's why we align so so well. And and I, I know that there's always going to be people, you know, that you know, have individual or have individual and opposite views from that. How do you respond to that, Adam? So when you are gen, when you have genuine, unconditional love for all people with boundaries and what boundaries mean are just agreements in place. Um, and, and also, you know, devoting your time and dedicating yourself to, to, uh, you know, or loving somebody's dreams more than they love them themselves are the boundaries mm -hmm. to put up, right? Because you can only do so much. You can only influence or, or attempt to influence so much. Um, but if you just truly come from a place of unconditional love and providing the presence and the, and the, the depth of listening and the connection and also knowing when to confront, because that's such a key part of, of what we do and and part of the you know 
the, the real raw and, and what uh, we call them objections and rebuttals, right? So in, in, in the sales um, world, but yeah, the ability to confront in love because you're always, because your desire is not what's the best outcome for you. It's what would be the best outcome for that person and in service of. So back to your point about the real raw. Yeah, uh, it is, it is built and created for the acceleration of the people that are running it and the people that are that are participating through depth of connection, um, authentic depth of connection, where people's listening is really opening up because you know they're 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 sharing their greatness and they're also learning um, and seeing how there's more than meets the eye. So somebody described it to me as like it's a combination of like a um, a sales training, networking event, um, a TED talk, and a uh, uh, Toastmasters all wrapped up into one. And, and I said, you know what? It's not any of those things, but it's not, not like all of them, but the best of. But ultimately, it's a place for people to be able to really connect and have the freedom to be themselves. And um, that is, th that, that, to answer your question, it is the freedom to be um, and also, are you there? So I know we got uh, cut off a little bit there earlier, Adam, bro, but it's all good, man. Like we're back here. We're ready to rock and roll. I wanted, I think I, I was asking you, you know, if people have opposite views from you, how you really respond to that. And you were going through, you know, a few different scenarios there. But if you want to just kind of like elaborate a little bit on, you know, I know for myself when people are struggling or with my point of view, I really try to look at for, from their lens and it's fascinating. Like I really believe that people do the best they can with the knowledge that they currently have. And, you know, that wasn't always the case for me. <laughs> you know, I had this, like this ego, what do you mean? You don't understand what I'm looking the way that I'm looking things. So how do you handle things? How do you handle or respond yeah. to people with that different point of view? So it is absolutely through acknowledgement and questions. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I don't want to make it sound simple, but that is, that is the approach. So you always, always want to respect and acknowledge the other person's point of view. And then, you know, you, if you want to say challenge the certainty of that view, is it, is, you know, where, what are the, that, that has created that view? So a lot of times, you know, I'm not going to claim to know everything about everything. Case of something that I I'm very familiar with, if it's in regard to influence or process or business or sales, um, you know, I'm going to ask into that uh, that different point of view. I'm going to ask questions around what created that view for them. Of course, again, acknowledging their concern or where they are, their point of view. And then ask questions into that. Beautiful. I love it. And I think questions, like we, we always share the quality of the questions determines quality of any result, right? Or quality of relationship, quality of friendship, quality of, of life, right? So, you know, you've given us such a tremendous path of success um, uh, throughout, you know, the course of, of, you know, of the conversation of the episode. And I, I really want to just ask you, what would you say would be one reason why people would fail? Well, you know, it's hard to uh, to give one reason uh, because you know there's there's a lot. But what what I would say is I would have to give one is the formula, and then and then I would say that it is really you know the the three reasons within the formula because the way we look at it from a business perspective, if I'm going to answer the question from a business perspective, because you can really take this so many ways, right? Fail at what? Um, first, I would say there's no such thing as failure, right? You can always learn from and grow. Um, and even with what we do every single day, you know, we're constantly optimizing because you can look at every situation based on a scale really of, of mastery in a certain area. And, you know, that's why failure is not really something that we say, well, you failed. You can always just be more optimal or suboptimal and increase your level um, yeah. you know, a mastery in a certain area. 
And then when you look at like, why could, why are people not achieving the outcomes they desire would be more how I would reframe the question uh, through the prism of influence process or self. That would be the way that we, you know, use the formula to be able to uh, diagnose your exact question. So everything we do is to diagnose why somebody isn't achieving the outcome that they're looking to achieve. Is it their ability to go from hello to yes? Is it the process in which they are creating the opportunities to go from hello to yes? Or is it something within themselves, fear of failure, fear of rejection, that is preventing them from taking the action steps or zone action to be able to then have the process to then have the influence to go from hello to yes. So that is the way we diagnose why someone isn't achieving the results that they're looking for. From there- It really one, comes back to one question. I'm sorry? It really comes back to, it really comes, like you said, it just keeps coming back to more questions, it sounds like. And it's like, uh, what I really, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think that I just really wanted to capture that. It was really powerful. It was the quality of the questions. And I know like, like, for example, there's so many great individuals out there. I think of like the, the immediate person I think of is like Jay Abraham, right? The power of his questions, the, the way that he asks questions and he's able to extrapolate so much beautiful information from in, in individuals is like how fast that really comes to clarity for the individual. It's, and you said like the perfect reframe, you know, well, no, let's focus on what's the outcome that you desire. And let's, let's really look at ways that we can make that work. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, no, yeah. it does. And then when you look at the outcome you desire in business, if it's more sales, right? Well, I want more sales and I'm quote unquote failing at the number of sales that I want to get. Well, um, I can't just give you one reason why that person is failing without asking questions. And I'm saying failing only to keep it there, but I would say not achieving the outcome they desire or even uh, you know, more than they desire because sometimes people, you know, they're, they're underestimating their potential. So with that being said, is it, the, is it their ability to go from hello to yes? Is it because... They are not connecting, right, on the level that maybe they could be if they were authentically asking questions and really getting to know someone. Is it that they're not acquiring relationships and ecosystem merging stages and microphones to be able to have more quote unquote sales meetings that could turn into sales? Or is it that literally they're just not getting up out of bed in the morning and they're working, you know, two, three hours a day, and it's something in their self-mastery that needs to be really looked at, right? Yeah. So could be yeah. any one of those three, or Eric, it could be a combination of all three of those, which for most people, it's a combination of all three. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I think that you really nailed it, man. It's like they, you need, there is oftentimes the combination where people, you know, they don't have they, they lock it either in one really hard or in all three at once. And um, to me, I think that's super important to be aware of that so that we really, we take the time to initiate and create and, you know, be self-aware and, you know, have the time to influence ourselves and others and make the time to, to really implement the process necessary because, um, you know, for me, systems have become such an important part of like the scalability in business. And without that, we can't really, we, without duplication, you know, you're, you're going to keep working for yourself. And that's a great point. So that's <laughs> trading a time point. money. Eric, that's a great point because a, a lot of people will say, well, you know, um, I'm, I'm doing well and I'm, uh, I have the ability to, say, have anyone say yes to me, right? And that's true. There are some in people that are extremely accomplished because of their unbelievable mastery in one of those three areas, right? Some people are such incredible influencers and whoever they speak to, they could bring them from hello to yes, but they're still 
achieving that ultimate outcome they're looking for. Maybe it's because something in their process isn't giving them the ability to use that skill. And then you say, well, this person's not good at influence, but yet they're still really successful. Well, then there's their process might not be where it needs to be. Even within the, dis the distinctions of influence, some people, because now we could really break it down. And that's why that question that you asked was like, you know, I, now we could go, well, why is there influence? They're still great at influence, but yet they're not really empathetic or loving. Well, that's because they have this incredible, incredible certainty and Zeus energy, and they still know how to bring people from hello to yes. But imagine, imagine they had a little more fun. Imagine they had a little more what we call goddess for love energy. Think about where their influence can go, their mastery of influence could go on, on in that scale. And that's again, one micro distinction in influence, but we could then take, you know, we could go on for hours on this, the days, Sean could go on for, for, you know, days and months, but that's the, that's where we're going with what we're doing to really be able to, again, diagnose what it is, those small levers yeah. to be able to have that next level that you're looking for. So Adam, if people are you know curious, because I think you've, you've probably left a little bit of curiosity for, for people that might be interested and want to know more, find out more about what you and Sean Fernando are doing, what, where's the best place that they can connect with you, best place they can reach you, best place they can you know find out more? Um, I'm really, really, you know, I'll, I'll obviously have everything put into the show notes, but um, for anybody that's listening um, now, is there any way they can connect or find out more resources? Your your uh, audience, I know, is absolutely incredible, and uh, you know who you engage with. It's not a. It's not a. One of the things we talk about all the time too is right. You're not measured or leaders are not measured or counted by the number of followers they have. It's really by the number of leaders they lead. And Sean's been saying that, and I believe that, and you are truly a testament to that. You have a lot of followers, but on your Instagram, but really it's the leaders that you lead and the people that you uh, are able to influence. So I have no problem uh, giving out a, a work phone number uh, that I'll put in your, you know, um, in the chat here, oh, 732-672-9002. Uh, that's something that I'd love to provide. And then also, uh, you know, we have our, our website, which uh, you'll put in the chat here. And really what I would like to offer to your audience so is, what's the, yeah, is the real raw. What's, um, the, what's the website, what's the website it, itself? Um, just so I have it on the show notes. Sure, www.unblindedmastery.com. Cool. And then I would like to just offer connecting to you for real raw opens that you're, that you're doing. So anyone, you know, so I, if you wouldn't mind putting your information out for people that want to have the experience of what we do. We demonstrate integrity-based human influence, the superpower of being able to go from hello to yes, which is just one of the three containers that we spoke about just a minute ago. Uh, but that's a place where someone recently described it to me as, um, I don't know, I feel like it was this uh, sales training, networking event, podcast, TED Talk, um, Toastmasters all wrapped up into one. And I said to them, you know, it's not any of those things, but it's not not a little bit of all of those things, maybe even the best of. So uh, yeah, if they would like to be a part of that or learn more about that, reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, I'm, because I I'm know- really excited. I'm really excited about incredible. that. It'll yeah. be a lot of fun. And probably by the time this is being dropped, we already had a few of them. So you, you get to go back and watch some of the, of the highlights. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to being a part of, uh, being a part of yours on Monday. If, if, uh, yeah, it'll be amazing. God, the day is just, yeah, tomorrow. I know they just come together. So, so brother, before we go, I've got I have one last question to ask you. I ask everybody, um, if you had three days left to live, what would you do? Well, I'll tell you one thing I, I would, uh, I would not do is hit the snooze button. Um, actually, I've actually, uh, one, of my, one of my quotes that I put out there about a year ago or so was like, if you knew today was the last day on earth, would you hit the snooze button? And, um, and that's been something that 
got me out of bed this morning at you know 5:30 in the morning. Uh, but if I I would this question, I would say that if I had three days, um, one day I would do without question exactly what I'm doing right now, which is nonstop, you know, uh, building this this business because I love 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 the connecting of people and the impact that I'm having by introducing what we're up to in the world is changing the world. There's no question. But I would be remiss if I didn't say I would absolutely have to spend one day of those three with my mom, my dad, and just, you know, of course, you know, just, just uh, probably one each there, you know, one day with my mom, one day, one day with my dad, um, and then one day with my, with spend with my friends. But I would for sure spend a day doing exactly what I'm doing right now and, um, and building this business because that is definitely the greatest impact in the way that I'm gonna create the legacy that I look to create. The other two days, friends, family, Sean, team, I would make sure to spend some time with you, Eric, on that, uh, on, on that friends day, no doubt, so. Appreciate you, bro. Brother, you're a blessing, man. I'm super humbled and grateful to have had you on the show, man. Um, as always, man, we just have a pleasure to connect, man, and I, I thank you for your time. I look forward to spending more time together in the near future. And uh, let's, uh, let's continue changing the world, my friend. I want to just say this. this. This podcast, this interview was absolutely incredible. I got chills multiple times just by your questions. Um, you, you, know, you really gave me the ability to connect with myself and, and really with what we do here. So, I mean, I don't know if... Uh, if I've ever had a, a interview podcast that's been quite like this, it's been incredible. Thank you so much for all you do in the world, the impact you're creating. And man, I'd, I'd love to, uh, to be on again. And I love to just, you know, continue this journey with you, brother. Likewise, brother. I look forward to talking soon, man. Talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.